0: Hey, everybody, this is Keith Loy. I'm the founding senior pastor of Celebrate Church in Sioux
1: Falls, South Dakota, and this is our podcast. I just want to say thank you for joining us, and it is my prayer that this week's message will truly encourage you. Enjoy. Hello everyone, my name is Tim. and For those of you that maybe haven't got the chance to meet me yet, I've got the chance to be on staff here at Celebrate for the last six years and it has been absolutely amazing. I just want to say I absolutely love Celebrate. I love our just so many of you that I've gotten to meet over the years, so much of the life change I've gotten to see, getting to see people meet Jesus and go out and be Jesus in their community has been absolutely incredible. And I especially want to say I love Pastor Keith. I am just so grateful for him for all the ways that he's impacted my life. I'll tell you, my life would not be where it is today if it wasn't for him. And I am just so incredibly honored that he's given me the opportunity to open up God's Word with you today. You know, we're coming into a time of thanksgiving. And coming into Thanksgiving, it's kind of interesting because a lot of stuff has changed in my life. When I got here, I was 21 years old, I was single, and I met the most amazing woman who also happened to be the first single woman I met here at Celebrate named Bridget. And since then we've had our son, Timothy John Valentine III, who's now a year and a half. And I'll tell you what, not only do kids change your own life, they change how they interact with your family. You know, you show up to Thanksgiving, and it used to be, oh great, you're here, we're so glad. Now it's like, did you bring the kid? Otherwise you're eating outside. I mean, it's just amazing how that works. And so now my son is learning so many cute things. Like I said, he's a year and a half, so he can do so many awesome deals. But sometimes you almost treat him like a dog without really meaning to, right? Like he, he learns a new trick and all of a sudden you're like, oh, you got to come see this, come watch, come watch. Oh, good job, give me five. Like there's all these little things you do. You're taking pictures and videos and it's hilarious. And in this time, I'm trying to teach him new things all the time. And one of those things we're trying to teach him is how to count. And it's amazing how much counting is just a thing we don't think about in our life. But it's important, isn't it? There's a lot of things that we count in each and, every, each and every day in our life. And even for us, it's something that we can all do without thinking about it, right? We could all probably count to 10 right now. I think we all could? Maybe you Hopefully. could? Yeah? Well, let's, let's just make sure. Let's make sure we're all on the same page, because it's an important part of today. So you can use your fingers. We're only gonna go to 10, so leave your shoes on, okay? <laughs> all right, ready? Let's do it right now, ready? One, one two, two three, four, three, four, five, six, seven. Five, Eight, nine, ten. 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 Good job. I'm assuming all of you kept up as well. But let's try it again. Let's do it with a little bit higher difficulty. All right. Let's do it in Spanish. Are we gonna do. going to do it in Spanish. Yeah. Huh. All right. You ready? All right. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez. Nice job, guys. Look at that. Y'all are bilingual. Did we know that? That's amazing. Well, here's the thing. I want to flip it for a second though because we can all count to 10. We could probably count really high. I mean, if you sat here and just counted out all the numbers you could think of it could probably go on for a really long time, am I right? I want to ask another question though. If you were to sit down right now and you were to count all the things you're thankful for, when would you have to stop counting? Would you have to stop at 100 or 50 or 25? or 10 or 5. See, thankfulness is a really, really big deal. I think we actually have a lot of things to be thankful for. Yet, I've been told that the hardest arithmetic to master is that which enables us to count our blessings. I read a sign recently that says, Don't grumble about the things you don't have, just be glad that you don't get what you deserve. But yet, so often I think grumbling is like the first thing we go to. Reminds me of the young boy who was given an orange by a nice old man. And he, the, little, the little boy's mom says to him, Well, what do you say to the nice man? And he looks at the orange, hands it back, and says, Peel it. I mean, doesn't that kind of describe us sometimes? Oh my goodness. Well, today we're going to be talking about gratitude. And this is so incredibly important. I think it's so timely coming into Thanksgiving, because I'll just be honest for me. Sometimes it kind of feels like around Thanksgiving, there's a Thanksgiving message about giving thanks and being grateful. And So then I go into Thanksgiving and I I try as best I can to be grateful and try to give thanks to God and then all of a sudden, what happens? We turn around and go to Black Friday and we see people elbowing grandmas out of the way to get a big screen TV, am I right? (laughs) I mean, it's just like this constant thing that goes over and over and over again every year. And I'm just wondering if it would be possible for us to break the cycle this year. I've just been thinking, what would it look like if gratitude wasn't something we just talked about at Thanksgiving? If giving thanks wasn't just a holiday, but actually, Thanksgiving was every day. Every day of every year, we live lifestyles of thankfulness. Because the reality is this gratitude's a really big deal to God. It's a really big deal to God. And I want to show this to you. If you'd read with me, it'll be on the screens. And If you have your Bibles, you're welcome to go to 1 Thessalonians 5.18. I want you to read this with me nice and loud. Give thanks, thanks, thanks in all circumstances, circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ, Christ Jesus. Jesus. I want to go back to something here. It says give thanks in which circumstances? All. You ever read something in the Bible and you just kind of... You know, think about it and go back and you're like, wait, surely not. Oh, I don't want to apply that to my life. You ever feel like that? All circumstances? So even when nothing's going my way, even when, man, I'm having an absolutely rough day, my my family's driving me crazy when I don't get what I want, when my marriage isn't the way I I want it to, when my finances aren't as good as what I'd like them to be, in the midst of a, a global pandemic, when the doctors give me a bad report. In every single one of those, I'm called to give thanks. And Here's the crazy part that is, is absolutely amazing. It says that this is what? God's what for our lives? God's will for our lives. So often we talk about God's will, don't we? It's something we talk about all the time, but yet here it doesn't say that God's will is who I'm going to marry, it's not where I go to school, it's not where I, what I'm going to do in my life as far as my money. It says here that God's will for my life is that we would be thankful, not just some of the time, but all the time. I like what David McCarthy writes, the person who has forgotten to be thankful has fallen asleep in life. And He's right because the reality is this, we have a lot more to be thankful for than we do not. Now, For instance, let's take a poll. How many of you woke up today and you were just thankful for having a bed to sleep in? Anybody? Yeah? How many of you were thankful for the fact that, man, you could have to take a hot shower if you wanted to? Right? Oh, my goodness. How many were thankful for heat and air conditioning? Those are really nice. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. How many of us thank God for those things today? You know, if we just look at the small things in life or the seemingly small things in life, we have a ton of things to thank God for. And that's not even to mention salvation and his son dying on the cross for us. I want us to go back to this verse one more time. I want us to read it but I want us to make it a little more personal. So This time instead of saying, for us, I want you to say for me in Christ Jesus, okay? Give thanks Thanks in all circumstances, circumstances, for this is God's will for me in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Here's the reality, people that live with an attitude of gratitude, with this lifestyle of thanksgiving, are just the people I like being around. I mean, do you like being around someone who just never thanks anyone, who's selfish all the time? I, I like the story of the waiter who walked up to a table full of ladies that he was helping to, to wait on, and they've just been particularly difficult. And finally he just walks up and says, ladies, is anything okay? I mean, who likes being around those kind of people? Oh, my goodness. Here's the reality. Gratitude vaccinates the heart against some of the most rotting diseases in our world. Greed, pride, envy, and anger. And that's just to name a few. And If I'm going to be honest, I need this message as much as anyone. I have so many moments in my life where I find myself not being grateful but instead complaining about the things that are going on. Instead focusing on the major things in my life. Man, I've got a lot to be grateful for. And so, man, I want to talk about this for a second. As we talk about being grateful in all circumstances, what do you see in your life and the world around you?
2: As you were sharing that, I was actually thinking of you because he had he had started a gratitude shortcut on your phone. And he's just been getting in the habit of it, so I started one. And it was interesting just going back and reading some of the different things I had forgotten about him. Like I had, I was grateful for them at the time, but then being able to go back and kind of remember that gratitude, um, I was thankful that he kind of prompted that, because you need that especially in the times where you're not feeling so thankful. (laughs) It's good to go back and remember there are some things to be thankful for.
3: For me, we live in such a comparison-oriented society, especially with media and all the visuals we have in front of us. So everything's a comparison situation. And whenever that happens, automatically the mind can naturally go to, oh, I don't have that, "Oh, I don't have that, or I don't have that, versus the hundreds or thousands of things I do have that others don't have. You know, I, I think one of the things that I see at least overall in our country right now, and you've been overseas, and it might be interesting if you to speak on that, because here we have no idea how good we have it. We have no idea, and we are so ungrateful, even for those who paid a price decades and even, you know, legacies ago in our family heritage history, so we could have these things. They never did, but they did it that way. I don't know what you think on that one, but...
4: Yeah, having having spent time in places like Mexico or Guatemala or even Africa, um, you know, it's, it is really easy to look at all the things that we do take for granted—a hot shower in the morning, a soft bed to lay your you know your body down to rest on, um, toys to play with as kids. Uh, specifically, I remember being in in uh, Central America and having these little pom poms on my socks, and one of them fell off during the day while we were working and a child was over at the work site and he found this essentially garbage. Like it was, it fell off of my clothing and he was playing with it and he found so much joy in playing with just this simple piece of of garbage Um, and just looking at the things that I have and the things that I I don't see the potential in Um, and just take so much, so much, you know, for granted.
0: I think of it as knowing your worth, knowing value Uh, seeing value in things. Um, There's a song that says, count your blessings, name them one by one. Um, Count your blessings, see what God has done. And that tells you that it's almost a way for you to keep track of the things that we are blessed with. And we get, it's oversight. I mean, that's hugely um, exaggerated in in our society is oversight and it's a lack of gratitude.
1: If you want to open up in your Bibles to Luke chapter 17, we're going to talk about a couple keys to living a lifestyle of thanksgiving. And The first one is this, we need to remember that we all have it so good. Why don't you say it with me? We all have it what? So So good. good! Here's the thing though, I forget how good I have it. Do you ever do that? I wonder why we do that too. I want to take a look at two reasons why we forget why we have it so good. The first one is we lack perspective. I don't know if you've ever heard the story of the lady who was out shoveling her driveway one day. Big snowstorm would come in and her neighbor sees her and knows that she's married and he goes out there and he's just incredulous. He's like, hey, where's that husband of yours? Why isn't he out here shoveling the snow? And she says, well, we drew straws to see who would come out and shovel the driveway and who would stay in and watch our six children. Neighbor goes, oh, I guess you lost. She goes, are you kidding me? I won! (laughs) Sometimes it's just about a change of perspective, right? (laughs) I don't know if you caught this last week, but there was a statement made that said when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Let me offer some perspective. Did you know that if you have food in the refrigerator, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, and a place to sleep, you are richer than 75% of the world. Did you also know that if you have money in the bank, money in your wallet, and maybe some spare change in a dish someplace, you're in the top 8% of the world's wealthy? Isn't that incredible? Man, it's amazing how perspective changes things. But the second thing we do is we forget to count. I don't know about you, but I think that we need to audit our blessings with the same intentionality that we audit our finances. Because that's what we do, right? We're always, how much money do I have? How are my investments doing? But yet with our blessings, we don't always do the same thing. I want you to imagine this for a second. Imagine that you were just in dire financial straits. Like, you guys are really hurting for money. And then all of a sudden, you decide to go into your sock drawer because you knew, I got 50 bucks in there or so, right? Well, you hadn't counted it in a while, and all of a sudden, that 50 bucks was actually $5,000, only to realize That's the exact amount you needed to pay off all your debts and get you guys back right side up. Would anybody else feel a little stupid? Yeah, I would. I think a lot of us do that with our blessings. A lot of us, I think, are in a position where we may think that we're destitute when it comes to our blessings. But here's the reality we just haven't counted them in a while. That's why, if you want to have life change in your life, it starts with counting your blessings. Because here's the deal gratefulness affects our hearts. If you look at 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 2, it says this, Mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, and abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, and unholy. Let's go back to that. Ungrateful and unholy. It's really interesting. It's almost as if the two terms, ungrateful and unholy, are put there for a reason. Because I believe ungratefulness and unholiness go together. See, if you want to make a change in your life, it starts with counting your blessings. Because the reality is we all have it so good. And I want to go back to what you just said a second ago. There is an, there's an old hymn that I'm going to read, I'm not going to sing it. And that's a blessing. you don't count that. Okay, good job. It goes like this when upon life's billows your tempest tossed when you are discouraged thinking all is lost count your many blessings name them one by one and it'll surprise you what the Lord has done count your blessings name them one by one count your blessings see what God has done. Irma Bombeck writes, it's estimated that 1.5 million people are living today after bouts with breast cancer. And every time that I forget to feel grateful to be among them, I hear the voice of an eight-year-old named Christina. She had cancer in her nervous system. When asked what she wanted for her birthday, she simply said, "I I don't know. I have two sticker books and a Cabbage Patch doll. I have everything I need. I have everything I need. I don't know if that reminds you of the last series we just did called "The Greatness of God," which, by the way, if you've not got a chance to see, I encourage you to go back and watch it. But in that, we talked about Psalms 23, and in the first verse of Psalms 23, it says that the Lord is my shepherd; I have everything I need. Now I know this intellectually, but I'll tell you this: there's moments where I forget. There's moments where I forget that my shepherd has everything I need. See, I don't know about you, but. Uh, I'm not perfect. I know it's probably hard to believe that I'm not perfect because, you know, I'm so good looking and there's, you know, so so many great things about me. But the the thing is, (laughs) I have some moments where I get really frustrated with life. Man, I just have moments where I'm just so mad about stuff and it's normally stupid stuff. I normally look back later and go, man, that was dumb. But, you know, every single time it comes back to counting my blessings. I was thinking about this the other day. Every time I get annoyed or mad with my wife, it's because I don't count my blessings. It's because I'm focusing more on that one thing that's frustrating me and not the thousand ways that my wife is an absolute blessing from God in my life. The moments I get frustrated because of traffic or things at work or whatever it may be, things in my family, every single time it goes back to this, I'm not focusing on the blessings in the moment. Because I guarantee you, every single time you truly count your blessings, They'll outnumber anything in your life that's bad. This is why the writer of Hebrews says this, I will always offer a sacrifice of praise to God. The first fruit of my lips will be to give thanks to his name. Hebrews 13, 15. Now here's the deal. This is why we count our blessings because the reality is this. Gratitude always begins in the heart. It always begins in the heart. See, the thing is, we have a lot of things that go on that are right up here. Sometimes the biggest journey is from our head to our heart because we know blessings. we sat down right now, we could probably think through some blessings, but it, it, it only starts to affect our lives when it comes to our heart. So if we want to have any type of an impact out here, if we want those things to flow out of us, it comes back to our heart. Take a look here at what Proverbs 16 says it says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Notice that word heart. See, our heart sets up the rest of our lives. And so in honor of that, of getting things down from our head to our heart, we're going to read this together one more time. Actually, if you'd repeat after me. It says, give thanks in all circumstances. Give Give thanks in in all circumstances. circumstances. Let's do it with some more enthusiasm, ready? (laughs) Give (laughs) thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks thanks in all circumstances. circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. For
3: this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus.
1: So here's the thing. We all have it really good, right? But the problem is we have so much to be thankful for, but we keep forgetting. So how do we keep ourselves from forgetting? Well, I just want to give you a couple practical tips. The first one is write out your blessings. Take a moment and actually list out your blessings. If you've never taken some time to do that, I highly encourage you. Both Pastor Reed and Pastor Keith have gone and and sat down and written out a hundred blessings in their life. And I tried to do that myself and I'll tell you what, you can sit down and start doing things but you get to about 25, 30, and even 50, you start having moments where you go, Man, I'm really having to dig deep, which means I haven't thought about them recently. So I encourage you, write out those things in your life that you're truly thankful for. It'll change your perspective. Secondly, serve. The evidence of of gratitude in your life is giving, giving your life away. Man, let me encourage you, if you're not serving somewhere here at the church, we'd love to help connect you. we got places you can serve offline and here on site. We'd love to have you. Now, I want to continue this conversation. What are some of the things that we actually have that are really good that we may not think about all the time? Some of those blessings that we haven't really counted?
4: Well, I'll start. I know for me, um, one of the things that I'm very thankful for and, and should maybe express more often um, is is I'm in a season right now of being engaged and um, preparing for marriage. And um, I'm incredibly thankful for my future in-laws. Um, I you know, a lot of times you hear about in-laws being these, this scary thing or this, this group of people that you have to impress. Um, but I'm thankful to have an amazing set of in-laws that, um, a, did a great job raising my future husband and creating a man that I'm so excited to marry, um, but also just being very welcoming to me and um, accepting me into their family wholeheartedly.
0: I think that this year is definitely a year of reflection for me, and it made me. It has definitely made me more aware of God's blessings um, and the simplicity of, the things that are, that are important. And so that has made me reflect on the things that God has given me, the things that God has done. And so I definitely, when we talk about the things that we, 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 we don't talk about, there's so many of them. There's so many things that we don't address that we should be thankful for. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't really name stuff but i mean definitely there's a lot of things that we're we're, we should be grateful for
1: you know i I think one of the things that my mind used to always go to when i thought about thankfulness and being grateful for things were objects Mm. and i don't know if it's just age or what it is but now my mind goes to relationships so much more often sure Um, just thinking about people in my life that have just been um, obviously placed there and just um, how they've just personally grown me and expanded me and who I am it's just sure. um, without them you just you, you, you know things would not be what they are hmm. so definitely gratefulness for the people that that, um, that are in my life
3: hmm. I'm glad you said that Brent because it's interesting you know you talk about when I made my list of 100 things I'm thankful for and, and there's a whole story of that because that wasn't a suggestion I got out of a book or a speaker that actually God physically emotionally told me do it because I was in a real pity party and uh, and I was having a great time nobody was joining my party but I was having a great time and, <laughs> and uh, God really dealt with me like a father to a child in a very stern way and said count them it was in that because one of the things that I I started to do then because you're right Tim, you get to a certain point and the things run out and I started moving towards people and it was overwhelming to me how many people God had placed in my life that were significant in maybe just an area or at a time or a moment. And I had, I'd forgotten that. And all the way through how God had provided those people and exactly when I needed them, where I needed them. Kind of thing. And to be honest, even some people that at the moment, maybe I didn't particularly like because they really rubbed me wrong or they challenged me in a way that was really ugh for me kind of thing but I became better because of it kind of thing. So yeah, you're exactly right. I definitely
0: agree. I think more of people than I do think of things. So
3: yeah, there's
0: a lot of people that throughout our lives that are a place in our lives that affect us in a positive way. Some of them might not be so positive, but um, it also is a learning, learning, uh, learning moment for yourself. So.
2: And I'd have to echo that learning moment because, like you had mentioned too, maybe there's some relationships or interactions that, that were the most pleasant at the time. But looking back on those, they're probably the most powerful blessing, maybe? Could we use it and say sure. it that way? That I learned the most from. Sure. And I'm different today because of that interaction and experience. Even though it was uncomfortable, even though I didn't like it <laughs> at the time, um, definitely grew. And I'm thankful. I am thankful for it.
1: So The first thing we have to do is understand that we all have it so good. But the second thing we have to do is try to understand why we express it so little. Why is that, that we go on social media and all we seem to see is what we don't have? What's wrong with the world? What's going on here that I don't like? I think I know why that is. I think it's because we focus on the wrong list. See, We all have a list in our life our honey-do list, our to-do list, our grocery list, our bucket list, our goals list, our list of past resentments. There's tons of lists in our life, but so often I think that's the problem. We start with the wrong list. Something that Pastor Keith has taught me is this. Instead of waking up each day and focusing with what I have to do or what I don't have or what I need, instead, focus on what God has already done. Because the reality is this. That is how you get a lifestyle of gratitude. That's the secret. It's those boring daily habits, like we talked about last week, taking that time to wake up each day and truly thank God for what He's done in your life. I want you, if you will, to go to Luke chapter 17, and we're going to take a look at something that I think is amazing. It just shows the power of gratitude. Luke chapter 17. As Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance. They cried out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he'd done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Now, let's review this story. We have how many men? Ten Ten. Ten men. They all have leprosy. Leprosy, if you think about COVID, you have to go out and be isolated for a short period of time, right? 10 days, 14 days. Leprosy was your entire life you had to be isolated. You lost friends, you lost family, you lost financial stability, you couldn't work. You really could only beg and and, and just eat whatever you could find because the reality was you had almost no ability to support yourself. Your entire life from the perspective of the world was over. And so these 10 men have a pretty big problem. They go to Jesus and they do what all of us should do when we have a crisis in our life. They cried out to Jesus. They say, "Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. What a great way to cry out to God. Jesus looks at him and says, go show yourself to the priest. Now, this was uh, a way of getting them a certificate of cleanliness. This is their way of getting them back into society. So Jesus is saying, I'm not just gonna cleanse you, I'm gonna make sure that you can actually go back and have your, your life back. But something really interesting happens here. As they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. That was amazing. But only one of them came back. Only one of them. There were how many men? Ten. Ten. The, the, the God of the universe sends his son down and he takes time out of his day to heal you of your leprosy completely changing your life, allowing you to go back and have your friends and your family back. And One tenth came back. There's a story that when Abraham Lincoln was president, he was sitting in the Oval Office one day accepting visitors and this gal comes in with a basket under her arm kind of curious so he says "Hi, how can I help you?" and she says "Oh, actually, don't really need anything. I just heard that you like cookies, Mr. President, so I baked you some." He was quoted as having said, "My good woman, your thoughtful and unselfish deed moves me. Thousands of people have entered this office since I became president, but you are alone the first one to come asking no favor for you or anyone else." As tears streamed down his face. I want you to imagine, if you will, the millions of requests that bombard the Oval Office of God. I'm thinking that most of those requests are about self. Could we agree with that? I'm not suggesting we don't make requests, but in Philippians 4-6 Paul writes that we should make our requests known to God, but he says it this way, with thanksgiving. When's the last time we thanked God as we requested something from Him or was it more demanding? Here's a thought. Before you pray, praise. Before you ask God for things, thank Him for everything He's already done. There's a ton of power in this. It's absolutely amazing, not only because of what God will do, but because of what it will do in the way our hearts are thinking. See, the thing is, when I stop focusing on these things and I focus first on what God's done in my life, it completely changes how I view everything around me. Joseph Kipling was a writer and a poet, and his writing not only made him famous, but it made him quite rich. And so one day a reporter comes up to him and, and says, Mr. Kipling, I've heard that you, they've estimated that every word you write is worth $100. So he says, Hey, here's $100. Why don't you give me one of your $100 words? Kipling takes it, looks at it, puts it in his pocket, and says, Thanks. The thing is, the word thanks is worth a lot more than $100. It's worth millions. It has the potential to change so many things. It gets across what few words ever do. Did you know that of all the kids who write a letter to Santa, less than 1% ever write anything back saying thanks? Psalms 107 says multiple times in verse 15, and 21, and 31, "'Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness "'and for His wonderful works.'" See, I think too often we're grateful for the gifts, but we kind of forget about the giver. And that's why I want to go back to this story. The man comes back to Jesus. He falls on the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking Him for what He's done. It says, this man was a Samaritan, which was a big deal to the Jewish people at the time. Jesus says, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to him, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Now, if you're reading the NLT today, you'll see there's a little note there because this word healed isn't talking about the healing of his leprosy. That's already happened. What's been healed is his heart. What has been healed is his eternal situation. His salvation now has come through Jesus today. Another way of translating this is saved. because Get this, his attitude of gratitude absolutely changed everything in his life. I mean, these other guys, the other nine guys thought they really had their lives changed. This guy had his whole entire eternity changed. Because of his gratitude, he got to receive a hope for all eternity. Psalms 107.8 says, Give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love. You see there, ten people got healed and one got saved all because of one thing, which shows us the power of gratitude. And I would say this, eternal life with Christ is always going to trump a life without, re- without leprosy. That's why I say this. If you're a follower of Jesus, we have a lot more to be thankful for than we do not. Amen. There's so many things that God has already done in my life just by His Son dying on the cross. Here's the thing, for me, grace is enough. (laughs) You know, I had a time in my life when I had a lot of other gods in my life. There were a lot of things I worshipped instead of God. And I got to this point in my life where those things had gotten ripped out from under me. And I was completely just head over heels, had no idea which way was up. And I had gotten just so turned around in my life that because of a single breakup, I wanted to kill myself. I was done, which is incredible because you talk about the power of gratitude. I had so many amazing things. I was in college, I had scholarships, had so many great things in my life, but I was so focused on one thing that I was just done with life. Finally, God was prompting in me and working to bring me back to Him. And I finally had this moment where I just fell down on my knees and I said, God, Either you take my life or I'm going to because I'm done. <laughs> God did something amazing in me. I mean, He brought me back and restored me and got me into a relationship with Him. And I'm sitting here today because of Him. That's incredible. And I'm sure many of you guys have stories like that of what God's done in your life. But you know how many times I forget that? Do you know how many times I don't think about that? Instead, I focus on the things that are making me angry or mad. Just last night I was a little more tired and I was just so grumpy. I was just running around. I was just a jerk and I finally just realized I'm preaching on thankfulness. <laughs> and so I just sat down and just started, "Man, God, thank you for all these things you've done in my life, even in those moments when I don't feel it." Here's the thing, something I think is key. So often we focus on what we don't have rather than what we do have. Many of us today and many of us watching, we may not have Wi-Fi, but we have eyesight. We may not be able to see, but we can taste. We may not be able to taste, but we can hear. Let me ask, how many of you would take something like your eyesight that we take for granted every day and sell it for a million dollars? Anybody? (laughs) I know I wouldn't. Here's a funny thing. It's easy to forget how good we have something until it's gone. I, I know many people with COVID have experienced this lack of taste and a lack of smell. I know for me, I lost my smell and I missed it pretty soon. I mean, my whole entire life felt weird. But I know many other people have even said taste, it's horrible, it's like eating cardboard. They have these desires for food and they go put it in and it just does nothing for them. I think not only is that true with our senses, but it's true with people too. There's so many people in our life that we just take for granted until they're gone. I know for me, I did that with my dad. I remember having a moment with him where we just had it out a little bit. And I remember thinking to myself, you know what, maybe I won't go back for Thanksgiving and Christmas for a while. I had no idea that I would never get another Thanksgiving or Christmas with him. It's amazing those things we take for granted in our life, the moments and the people. And so I just want to encourage you to take from Paul's words, Philippians chapter 1. He says this, I thank God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. So let's talk about this. What are some practical ways we can express gratitude? For starters, this weekend, tell someone you're thankful for them. Tell someone right now. Turn to someone next to you and tell them, I'm thankful for you. Another way is write it down. Man, write someone a note. I want to ask you, when's the last time that maybe you've written a note to Pastor Keith and just told him, thank you for everything you do? Maybe for our elected officials or our police officers. Maybe it's time to write him a note and say thank you so much and express that. Maybe it's through physical touch. When's the last time you just hugged your kid or your spouse or a family member and just told him, man, I'm just so grateful for you. Man, I encourage you to do that. I want to ask you, as we've been talking about this, before we close, What's going through your mind right now?
3: I remember a few weeks back uh, in the the panel, uh, one of the people said, "You know, what if God only gave us tomorrow what we thanked Him for today?" Boy, I'd be a lot more specific because right away I say, "God, thank You for breath." (laughs) You know, thank You for water. Thank You for—I mean, if you thought that way, you know, kind of thing. And I went, "You know, that—that is a great way to look at it because we're not guaranteed—not just other people—we're not guaranteed anything." I mean. In the COVID situation, things can change very quickly, very, very quickly. And so for me, I'm, I think more and more I'm trying to, in the now, because I can be a forward person, goals and those kind of things, but in the now, just take a moment and breathe and say, as I look around, you know, God, thank you for this. Thank you that leaves, you know, fall tree. it's just a cycle of how you do it. Thank you for winter, because that means spring's coming. I mean, you know, just all the different ways in the moment, right now, I can be thankful for And I'm trying to be aware of that more. I think it affects our, I mean, or
0: it it shows our deficit. And the deficit we have, and I would just say as a nation, um, would be our heart. And because if we're not grateful, then as you said, gratefulness affects our hearts. And so our heart is not right when we're not grateful.
2: And I loved your suggestion of writing it down. Not only writing it down, but write a note and send it to someone because that, that heart condition, I mean, that, that gratitude almost lasts longer when it's written down, because people can go back and read it years later and be able to, I know there, there's actually text messages he sent me when we were dating, but I still go back and read them, because just the way it, it makes you feel. So I love that suggestion.
1: In Budapest, a man goes to his rabbi and says, "Rabbi." My life is unbearable. He says, why? He says, we have nine people living in a one-room house. We just can't do it anymore. The rabbi says, okay, I'll help you. Go home, take your goat from outside, bring it in the house, come back to see me in a week. The man goes, uh, okay, goes home, puts his, his goat in the house and comes back a week later. The rabbi says, hey, how's it going? He goes, it's horrible, there's a goat in the house. It stinks. It it poops everywhere. This is terrible. He goes, all right, go home, take the goat, take it outside. Come back in a week. So the man does. Comes back in a week and the rabbi says, how are you doing? He goes, oh, doing fantastic. Oh, since we got that goat out of the house, everything smells so much better. You know, it's just the nine of us now in the house. It is so amazing. (laughs) I want to ask us. When it comes to our blessings, how high can you count? As you start to think about this, when will you have to stop? Will it be 10 blessings, 100, or maybe even more? I want us to look at once again from 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for me in Christ Jesus. You know, we talk about thanksgiving and gratitude. and There's something that I always want to be careful of because so often in messages like this, I can hear them a certain way. We talk about the fact that there's people in foreign countries that have a lot less than us. We talk about these different things and it comes down to like a comparison game, right? Well, there's somebody worse than me, but I don't think that's how we truly have gratitude. That's not how we live out this verse in our life, giving thanks in all circumstances. That's just giving thanks in the circumstances where I have it better off than you comes back to our heart. It comes back to Jesus doing something in us and giving us new ideas, new eyes and a new way of looking at the world. and that comes from him coming into our heart. And so I want to ask this: Have you truly met Jesus? Have you ever started a relationship with him where he's gotten to change you? Maybe for the first time you want to do that today. Or maybe you're someone who says, you know, I've known of Jesus for a long time but maybe it's time today to fully go all in for him and let him truly change me and make me a person of gratitude and thanksgiving. Because The reality is this, when you meet Jesus, Thanksgiving won't just be on a weekend. Thanksgiving is going to be something that goes throughout the rest of your life. So Let me pray for you and before I do, please hear me on this. We want to connect with you. And so, If you make a decision today, please make sure you reach out to us. Go to our website, celebrate.church or text the word JOURNEY to 313131. We want to hear from you and we want to walk with you. Would you pray with me? Father, we are just so grateful for you. We're so grateful for all the things you've done in us and through us and around us. God, we're grateful for those things even that we forget to thank you for those little things, God, but even more so the big things. Thank You for the gift of Your Son, thank You for salvation, thank You for eternal life. God, I want to pray right now for anyone who's watching who hasn't started a relationship with You. And God, I pray that right now as they listen, they would just pray after me, Lord, I admit I'm a sinner, I believe in You and I commit my life to whatever you have for it. For anyone else maybe that's watching that is just in a position where it's time for them to re-up their relationship with you. To maybe take it seriously for the first time or maybe for the first time give up some bitterness or some grumbling that they've had. God, I just thank you that your spirit is working right now and that you're changing us and shaping us and molding us. And I just thank you for what you're doing in their life, God. Thank you for working through us. Thank you that Thanksgiving isn't just something we do on a weekend, but God, truly, truly make it something that goes throughout all of our lives, God. We're so grateful for you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past messages. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps so much. You know, you can click the share button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at Celebrate Church. For more content from Celebrate and to connect with us, go to celebrate.church. We love you and we believe in you. God bless.